See, everybody knows this song. I grew up with that. Easy lyrics. Yes. Yeah, most of it is done. It's called the MacGuffin Report. Movies, TV, American culture. You in? From LA, the MacGuffin Report. Produced by Inclusive Media. This episode, Batman 80th Anniversary Show. Does the Tim Burton Batman hold up in this new age of superheroes? I had the uh, wonderful pleasure of watching Tim Burton's Batman, the 1989 one. That one came out before I was born, but I grew up watching it because it was on TV all the time, (laughs) and my dad really liked it for some reason. Um, No, I had a good time watching it. Whether I would call it a good movie is questionable. Um, Jack Nicholson definitely carries it. In fact... I'm not so sure it should be called Batman. <laughs> it should probably be called The Joker. And so the new movie is the remake? Of yes, the yes, okay. the Joaquin Phoenix right. remake. It's pretty clear that Tim Burton identifies more with The Joker than with Batman. Batman was barely in this movie. I think the only reason he is in the movie at all is to tie in the tertiary characters. <laughs> he was, they, it was interesting, the, the style of, the style that Tim Burton decided to approach the movie with, he kept the camp of the 60s Batman and brought in some of his own like personal darker elements. I thought it was really interesting that he waited to like the literal halfway point of the movie to bring in the Tim Burton theme song. The la 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 boom 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 boom. <laughs> you know, the thing that he always does in every single right, movie right, with the right. driving through the woods of bear that trees. That was very good. That was so good they might sue us for ripping off part of their soundtrack. <laughs> that was really good. Where was Helena Bonham Carter? I'm kidding. <laughs> She's in every Tim Burton movie nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah. I think after this one. Yeah, like, probably after this Sleepy one. Sleepy Hollow, I think. Oh, yeah. I like that one. one. Also, I can't get over like the... I couldn't tell what decade this movie was supposed to take place in, mm-hmm. but they had like the Tommy guns and everything and kind of the 20 style hats and like they were calling each other sugar bumps. I couldn't get over that. Sugar bumps. <laughs> Is that you, sugar bumps? Is that you, sugar bumps? <laughs> it's uh. me, sugar bumps. Dude, I've seen this movie like 27 times. I couldn't times. <laughs> get over that. And something else I was, uh, I watched this with my boyfriend and he brought this up. He's like, this was the first movie since the 1966 Batman and I was trying to imagine what, you know, the fans were thinking. They're like, oh, yes, finally another Batman movie because it had been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys know if it was like a huge... We loved it. Yeah, it was, okay. it was massive. That logo, the Batman logo yeah. was freaking When they opened everywhere. with that. Oh, was, you can, uh, you can still get the baseball cap with the logo on it on eBay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it won't cost mm-hmm. you that much. It's not like a collector's item. Yeah. It was everywhere. There was so many tie-ins. This was the b- most tie-ins I've seen. Be, besides the Star Wars movie. I mean, honestly, it was everywhere. Yeah. And, <laughs> it was everywhere. And Batman was fortunate enough to where he was the only superhero movie. He I didn't thought, have to compete. Yes. anybody. Yeah. So um, you, you saw the second one. So in the first one that, that he did, there was this one scene, I remember this clearly, where his bat airplane or bat, whatever they called it, it, it shoots up 
up above mm-hmm. the yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. And then it turns and it's right. Uh, it, it's yeah, position correctly yeah, the moon, right, right over the moon. And yeah, it falls. It falls down. Yeah, that was one one of maybe a handful of times in my life where people have cheered in the movie theater. Wow, like you don't get that often. When yeah, people all cheer, yeah. but they cheer and they're like they're hooting and hollering for it because Batman was huge. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, be, prior to Batman, the last Superman movie I believe was Superman. Superman, but yeah. it was Superman three. Yeah. Right. The 3D was it the 3D one? Was it 3D or no, was it was just three? So yeah. that was a comical like, and I don't mean comical. Uh, Richard as Pryor like, was the bad guy. Yeah, like it was comical as in like I've seen it was that laughable. one. I yeah. think yeah. So after that, it was many, many, many years, and then Batman came out. The other important thing to remember is, right around this time, I was talking in a previous episode about this. DC did a massive reboot. And after 1985, 1986, this is when you got the Batman that we all know yeah. today. Mm-hmm. This is when you got Batman wanting to beat the hell out of Superman. This is when you got Batman, like, you know, the Joker turning into a full-on psychotic, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you got afterwards. This yeah. was a real renaissance for Batman uh, at this time. So that was the other thing, mm-hmm. is yeah. that he, he was the first or second most popular character at that time, him and Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Among the Geek Squad, mm-hmm. and again, mm-hmm. he was, it was in a vacuum. It was in a bubble. It yeah. was one of the, it was the only superhero movie uh, around. Yeah. at that time. That's really awesome to get some historical context because I was wondering about that. Yeah, you mean when you weren't born? That's yes, that's, that's nice to mention. That, that, that could have gone un, yeah. unsaid, but you you put that out there like you weren't even born yet. Thank you, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> we also used to have this thing called the VCR. You're welcome, Gramps. <laughs> I remember the VCR. Oh. I knew how to work that thing. It's like kids. It's it's like a kid knowing how to use an iPad. But see, you, you remember the VCR and rewinding. We remember new VCRs. So that's that's the difference. That's a key difference there. You remember a VCR. What's a new VCR? We unpa- <laughs> we, un- we bought and unpacked new VCRs for you. It was First just generation. there. Yeah, it First was just generation. there. Um, I just thought that in some ways this Batman though was the opposite of Nolan's Batmans, because you know they in in this. In this Batman, you ha- you go into the movie and you, they, with the assumption that the audience knows Bruce Wayne is Batman because mm-hmm. they don't connect those two until the very end when Vicky finds out, and it's just assumed that you know. Um, it's this is really a Joker origin story, whereas in Nolan's Batman, you know he's psychotic, he's a mystery, we don't understand him at all. Um, and then I thought it was interesting that. The Joker admits to poisoning Gotham, and then afterwards he lobbies and tries to win, like curry their favor with throwing two million <laughs> dollars yeah. in this guy, and, and everybody like falls for it. But I understand that's kind of an that's kind of an eighties thing. Um, well, the, Gotham, Gothamites are easily bought. Yeah. <laughs> that's real true. easily bought. That's yeah. true. Um, and then they kind of ignore the whole Batman doesn't take lives thing when he when he drops the bat bomb yeah. and blows up the warehouse i was like oh okay all right broke bending the rules here that's all right and then batman goes through zero character development but i mean it's just it's batman right yeah but yeah i just thought it was really interesting that this was kind of like the total opposite of what we get in the it felt like the total opposite of what we get in the nolan films and then the fact that the joker literally gets the last laugh <laughs> i thought that was a. Uh, a little punny. I would. I do want to say I would love to see a uh, mystery science, mystery science theater three thousand episode on this, like with commentary on it. Mm. Um, that would be really funny. Although I guess we're kind of providing that, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could kind of tell. It kind of bothered me that you could tell which parts of the movie were was a miniature set. 
because they actually lit like this tiny little car on fire and you can tell the fire is about an inch tall. (laughs) (laughs) They could have just done, there was so much that they didn't post. I was like, why didn't they do that? Well, mainly because, mainly because the whole thing was shot on location in Liverpool. Oh, Um, that was in Liverpool. Interesting. I thought that was on the Warner uh, back lot. Yeah, see, isn't that wild? In the second movie... That's so weird. Tim Burton gets to create his whole weird gothic Uh set, the way Tim Burton would create it, right? But for that first one, he just decided, nah, Liverpool is gothic and, like, dark enough. (laughs) You know, I'll just go there. Yeah, so, like, the big statue... I need to scroll through that again. Like, the huge statue with the two dudes and the pole. They're each, like, rowing or something. That's actually in Liverpool. (laughs) That actually exists, you know? because like, I have I have seen that facade, but I couldn't uh, remember where because I have been to Liverpool. Well, there, there you go. Maybe I mean, that I was mean, it. That's one of the wild that's so things interesting. about that movie. Yeah, because it I, felt so much like a like a like a backlot. Though. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, it's amazing. More films don't get shot in Liverpool if it's that rich. Tripping of, like, me out. Just weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, the, it is absolutely. The gargoyles coming off the buildings and stuff like that. That's yeah. all authentic. That's all. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I have to kind of go back and scroll through that fascinating (laughs) question was Rachel does it hold up in this new age of superheroes does this Batman hold up short answer no not for me Hmm. Hmm. does the older Batman show still give you some joy are they now perceived with more esteem than they were just a few years ago does it spark joy, Walter? Yeah, you're gonna go full condo. Yeah, it did spark joy when I when I when I watched him, um, but it doesn't keep my attention, and I and I, I I believe it's because I'm now a victim or a beneficiary, however you want to put it, of modern day editing, and so the way they edit them back then is completely different than the way they edit things now. So it didn't keep my attention, but it did spark joy as I was watching it. Um, there was a lot of things that I, I mean, because obviously watching it now, it's like watching a new, brand new show. Like, I, I don't know what happens or whatever. Um, but I, I did thoroughly enjoy the campiness of it and that even the bad guys in the show don't really seem like bad guys because they're just, <laughs> everyone's just having fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just pranksters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just fun, you know. It's like they're asking for, we're going to rob this bank for $100. Or it's just like, things <laughs> like that. How did I know? do it with four henchmen who are all wearing the same outfit <laughs> yeah. and have trick names? <laughs> yeah, you know, and so it's just a fun ride. Uh, I think if they re-edited it or recut it, in, in, in today's kind of editing thing, I think it'd be a lot more, it would keep my attention more. But uh, I, it's just, yeah, for me, it's more nostalgia than anything else. Just when, because as a kid, I remember not <laughs> knowing when TV shows were on. I just know that when I got home from school, I turned on TV, certain things were on. Yeah. Right. And then uh, one of the things, I, I, I made a point to watch the first episode of Back with Back, Batgirl. And I remember as a kid, when you watch the opening sequence of Batman, the opening credits, when that motorcycle comes through, as a boy, you got excited because Batgirl was on. Batgirl was going to be in this one. Yes. And it was exciting (laughs) because all the opening sequences were the same. It was Batman and Robin running and they're animated. They're running and they're punching the henchmen. It's like, pow, mm, all that stuff. But then when, when Batgirl comes on, her her motorcycle comes across the screen, and this is bad American animation at the time. Like I don't I don't know because I don't know Rachel how um, how many cartoons you've seen back then, um, like cartoons that they redid kind of like like um, Battle of the Planets, which is like Gotcha Men. They Americans we decided we want to put a little robot in there, and so they made a robot. But then when the battle <laughs> when the Gotcha Men were in there, they were all like proportionally disfigured because the Americans couldn't redraw them. <laughs> 
and that's how bad the animation is for for the Batman opening sequence. It's just really bad. Wow. And then when you see Batgirl's motorcycle come through with her on it, it's just like someone drew it and cut yeah, it yeah, out, yeah, and yeah. it's just they're holding it's, it. It's, on, it's like a Terry Gilliam cut out from Monty. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. that's yeah. so bad. It's but, great. It's great. But as yeah. a kid, it's really stylish. You, we don't you don't know these things. You don't know that's bad animation. You, you don't just care. Know, yeah, either. you just know it's Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then now as a boy. Batgirl's going to be on there with yeah. her, her form-fitting costume. It's going to be fantastic. And so I made it a point to watch that one. And I got to be honest, it sparked joy the first 30 seconds to a minute. And then after that, it was hard to keep my attention. Because this, because we we somewhere along the way in television, we became more focused on uh, realism. And and, and like the, the shows, there, there are shows where it's, it's based on like fun, fictional things that like kind of come out of nowhere. But a lot of those shows don't last. And unfortunately, they just don't, the ratings aren't there. Um, but th- this is, yeah, it, I, I liked that kind of campy. I, I really, I do miss the campiness of, of superheroes, like the fun aspect of it. Because you know, I was saying earlier, the villains are even fun. Like the guy who plays the Riddler, the Joker, they're just fun people. Uh, Penguin, um, is it Meredith Bur- Burgess? Meredith, Burgess Meredith, Meredith yeah. from from the great Rocky movies. Um, he's fun. Rock, you can't do the fight. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a manager. <laughs> it's it's just a fun. It's just a fun ride. Now, if they, I'm sure they re-air them on some network, um, some cable network. But I think if you show kids that kids that show today, I don't know that it would carry the same kind of okay weight. Here's the thing. Um, I showed it to my girls. Uh-huh. Um, the movie. What did you watch? I watched the TV show. I watched the the pilot and then the the first episode of Thursday. Here's the thing. One of the problems with the TV show, and and let me tell you, if you you know the history of this show, this was one of the most meteoric rise and falls of a series Mm, I've ever seen. Okay, this thing came out within a week. It was number one. Okay, and it held that for like a year, you know, and 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 uh, Adam West is on the cover of Time and, and he's getting like profiled in New York Times Sunday and, you know, all the stuff that was a big deal in the print media days. Right. He was everywhere for a season. But then the problem is, is those shows are so formulaic. Mm-hmm. It's literally you've seen one, you've seen them all. And it's evident to anyone that's seen them before you watch it for a minute and a half. Yeah. And, you, oh, I know it's going to happen next. Uh, all the same jokes. Yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Now, the movie is great because it breaks format. Mm-hmm. You get four bad guys at once, right? They, there's a lot. They really, you know, again, they're like throwing everything out there because yeah, this yeah. was designed as a pilot. And based on the ridiculous success of the show, they just ran this in cinemas instead that summer after the first season, right? And you watch that and, and plus it unplays like a movie, right? So you can watch it like a movie. My kids loved it because it was so hilarious. I mean, come on, the bat shark repellent I from, love I love the movie. From there, they were hooked. When they have to separate at the end, when they they have to separate all the little grains of of the dudes who are the uh, ambassadors. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, my kids were busting that. up. Yeah. Or or the bit where they're running and it's so obviously a green screen. Yeah. And Birdboard is putting everything he's got in. Robin's just spazzing. I mean, the kids love this the, stuff. The it's best, funny. Do you remember this good. part? Do you remember this? The best is when I feel like every either every episode or every other episode, they have to scale a wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apartment yeah, yeah. building. The star and, cameo. And, and, and yeah. clearly, clearly they're walking, but the, the way they shoot it, it looks like they're climbing. And then there's a star comes out of the window. Yeah, of one of the windows. Them, of one of the windows to talk to them. That was like one of those like the like the key wow. like fun thing. You know, it's like hazard. Sammy Davis oh or whatever. Hey, Batman, what's it's, up? It's like an episode of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, remember with Dukes of Hazard? Dukes of Hazard used to do little country cameos at the yeah. end. 
Yeah. And it was it was it was a, back then cameos were just really big, and so it was just fun. The yeah. whole thing is just fun. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> like yeah, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But you're having a good time. Yeah, but the movie the movie is well worth watching. The mo- the movie is fun. And, I love and, the movie. And put it away for like five years or something and watch it again because you forget a lot of the gags. Yeah. And it, it's funny. It's just fun. And it's just one compressed thing. And you don't have to watch the show. I mean, because the show is very formulaic. It gets old quick. Yeah. I mean, if you want to see Vincent Price be Egghead, okay. You're a Vincent Price fan. Go watch that yeah. one. That one's pretty good. But, but for, ki- you know, for kids, though, because our memories, because I, when, I, when I worked at Nicktoons, they had a formula for, for ca- how, how many cartoons per season. And they can play it three times in one year. Mm. And kids won't remember. They remember they saw it, mm-hmm. but they won't remember it to like, oh, this is, oh, I'm going to turn the channel. They just watch it again. Mm-hmm. And they, I forgot what the numbers were, but I felt like Batman fell under that. Where for kids, we didn't care that we saw it before. This was Batman and Robin. Huh. I was, was, I was awesome. waiting for you to get to the bit because I don't know how old you were when you were watching it. You know, I, was, well, I was born in 73. Okay. So... Like I started, as but it was far on as I syndication. Like, for yeah, a while, by then it was syndicated. So. syndicated. so, but you took it dead seriously. I mean, yeah. it was for real. Yes. And you were like seven or eight or yes. whatever. You're yeah. like, oh my god, how are they going to get out of this one? I can't. And then, then <laughs> they always amazing. had the cliffhanger. They had the cliffhanger yeah. episodes where you're Every like, time. no, yeah, because you don't even know what time it starts. Right. As a kid, <laughs> you don't know. Is it tomorrow at four or three? <laughs> But I get home from school at two. Like I don't know when it's on. Or that time you realize it's Friday. Yeah, right? and you, gotta, you gotta wait until Monday. Monday. <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, what's gonna happen?" And then Benny Hill comes on, and then everything's forgotten because you're watching girls chase each I other. I think it was Brady Bunch for me. <laughs> but those are fun times. Well, Nolan, I just went back and watched the one everybody raves about. You know, The Dark Knight mm-hmm. with Heath Ledger as the Joker and whatnot. And uh, I've seen it three or four times. And every time I see it, I expect to hate it more than I do. Um, You can like that movie on a certain level, okay? Don't think about it at all. If you think about it like as an opera, as like a melodrama, it works, right? Because it's full of these epic shots and these, you know, struggles and these philosophical questions and these relationships and these tragic endings and you know two-face i mean if there is if there is a comic book character more for opera than this guy who is right it kind of reminded me in this respect of uh new jack city ever see that movie mm-hmm. I don't know I, what that it's is. an old Ice T movie. Ice T, Judd Nelson. Yeah. Oh, man. it has a lot of it. Chris Rock is in it. Yeah, there, there's Rock. a lot of a lot of good quality actors w- in it. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, it's about crack dealing in in the 80s and 90s in New York and whatever. But again, that movie too. If you think about it, the connections between the plot points make no sense. But it has all these epic scenes mm-hmm. and these, you know, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. That's like <laughs> this line they keep repeating in New Jack City. You know, it's, or, or another one is the John Woo movie, uh, The Kill. Right, makes no sense or face off. It doesn't makes no sense, but they got all these great drama scenes, right? Okay, so I thought it was good for that. I mean, I'm a little. The thing that always bugged me about the Nolan Batman's is, you know, this thing. It's like I gotta talk like this. There's even scenes in the third uh, Batman, Nolan Batman, where he's 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 standing there and he's like. I got to go somewhere. And he's talking to himself, but he's still doing the voice. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because you come out of that movie going, yeah, you want, you want to go get some dinner? (laughs) You know, I mean, because that voice is so pervasive. And and this leads me to the next generation of films. Uh, I really, I'm kind of in the minority on this one. I will, I I don't like it, but I will watch uh, Batman Superman. 
if it's on. I will watch Justice League if it's on, you know, in the middle or something. I'll, I'll watch it. Sure. Why not? Um, mainly because of nostalgia. Yeah. You know? um, but I like Ben Affleck's Batman. And there are some bits in Batman Superman where the fight scenes are the best Batman's ever done, period. I mean, the, the one where he's fighting like nine or ten guys in a circle, like... Uh, mm, Alfred, I did come into that part. Yeah, yes, he drops in and then he falls through the roof yeah. and then he's like taking... I mean, that was some of the best choreographed Batman stuff ever. There's some just, stuff in Justice League that's very good. He's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, his stuff with the Flash in the Justice League, his stuff with Aquaman in the Justice League is very, very good. It's better than it should be. You know, given the material and those other characters. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. It's just he's saddled with a lot of lame material yeah. that nobody believes in. Yeah, it just sucks because right? no one's ever going to see a lot of that stuff because right, they're not right, going right. to watch the movie. Because it, the reputation on it now is terrible, right? Trash. But here's the thing, and, and I kind of wish that people were more open about this. And I think historically we'll be a lot kinder to all of these Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man films, especially as this. Again, these are American icons. These are important characters. Batman, because we're doing this show, this is Batman's 80th anniversary. The country is not even 250, okay? This is our Robin Hood, right? This is (laughs) our uh, Alibaba, right? This is our culture's character, right? Superman, Batman, you know, there's a guy, Mickey Mouse is one of them. You know, there's there's some more. There's not the only ones, but these are the international, these are the American, I mean, how American is Superman? These are the American characters. And I wish we could look at that and say, the Chris Reeves Superman, those were made in the 80s, or even even further back, the 50s Superman, Mm -hmm, right? Okay, that's how America saw itself. Right? That's the kind mm-hmm. of Superman they wanted, right? The best line in the Batman movies is like, I'm the hero that Gotham deserves, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the hell it is. I didn't buy anything about the DA being the biggest superhero of this city. I didn't buy that at all. <laughs> is that an endorsement for Kamala Harris? Uh, you know? So, uh, you, you know, I, I just wish that, like, and, and the Superman of the 80s was almost this Reagan esque, squeaky clean American boy, right? And Marlon Brando was still thin, you know? Like, let's say, okay, that was Superman in the 80s. You know, let's say that, you know, this dark Superman nowadays is just, you know, the dark Superman. I mean, it's not good, but let's say that that persona is him. You can have the campy Batman and the goth, the pseudo gothic, pseudo campy Batman and the. Dark Batman, the real dark Batman and the real dark Joker. You can do that. Mm-hmm. I, just wish, I just wish people weren't open, were, were more open to that. The problem is, is that somewhere along the way, continuity was introduced to TV and to movies. And then we became obsessed with it. You know, now it's everything. Yeah. Now it's, I can't just make Red Sun. I can't just make a standalone Superman movie or a Batman movie. Or, well, I guess you can make a standalone Spider-Man movie. Now you yeah. can. Like we've seen. But, but that was a cartoon, but, though. That's true. Yeah, can you can do, get away with that in cartoons. Sun, yeah, it's a can. cartoon. Yeah, you can. You can. Because you can. then, because then, I, I would I, agree. I feel like the the people that are against like like um, breaking up the continuity is is like, oh, well, that's a cartoon. That's fake. So it's okay, right? Yeah. Break <laughs> it. But this is live action. This is real. This is real. Yeah, guys. This is based in reality. Yeah. How does this connect to Ant Man two yeah. and Doctor Strange and yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah, the fetish of the franchise right and 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 something like Superman Batman Wonder Woman those things can stand alone and I think there's room for all of these Wonder Woman's another one I believe in Linda Grant's uh, Linda Carter Linda Carter's Wonder Woman I mean if you look at her there's never been a better woman to play Wonder Woman yeah I mean, she's gorgeous she looks like a wholesome yet badass American girl yeah Amazon girl. Um, she, she was great in that and Gal Gadot was great her movie was awesome you know 
So you can have all these. I just wish that, I guess it's not people. I guess the marketers, and we're a little bit more open-minded, and just gave us stories. Because these characters are great. They stand up. Batman is great. The Joker is great. People love this stuff. Yeah. Retell the story over and over and over again. We don't care. Just don't give us the origin story. We all uh, know the yeah, origin story. Yeah. We all know Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. We all know, you know, the bat and the parents being killed. We all know that stuff. It's that funny. Stuff. You talk about the voice. And I, I didn't mind the voice, the voice change in, in Nolan's Batmans. And it, 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 it really kind of um, drove uh, home for me when I was rewatching the Batman TV series. Because uh, Bruce Wayne is with the commissioner and the mayor a- as Bruce Wayne, and but they need Batman, and he's right there. He's like, oh, well, you know, you better go, and we're just going to go home. And then, of course, he goes home, and he answers the phone, and, it, and it's the same voice that was just with the commissioner like two seconds ago. And I thought... No wonder they do need the voice change because you can't you can't dis, uh, suspend reality on that. Like, wait, I just spoke to but, you. But see, I disagree. First of all, Michael Keaton. Did you like Michael Keaton's Batman? Yeah, I was. I kept thinking of Birdman though. Yeah, how about it? Yeah, it's because I saw. It's, must see. Yeah, I remember must Birdman better. Um, but um, th- that's the thing. The Chris Reeve. Chris Reeve is the master at this. He doesn't do anything except change his posture changes outlook that's acting you know everybody says oh yeah da, 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 superman is totally unbelievable he puts on glasses and everybody doesn't believe it but the way that he plays it you do mm-hmm. i swear to god he loses two inches magically as yeah, clark yeah. Kent. Mm-hmm. you know he does look like the wimp he does. and, and mm-hmm. you know i mean there's that one brilliant part in the second one where he's trying to decide whether he should he should uh confess to lois lane right and he's dressed as clark right and he's all slumped over and then he stands up and he looks all powerful for just a second and then you can see him thinking nah and then he goes back to it and he puts his glasses back yeah right, she's gonna come in i mean amazing stuff you don't have to do this you know you just don't you yeah. just don't <laughs> but i don't know in the tv show yeah, you're it's just, over the top the, my first question was you just spoke to this guy <laughs> How do you not know that that's Bruce Wayne? <laughs> he like leaves. He says goodbye, commissioner. He picks up the phone. Hello, commissioner. Yeah, <laughs> exact they, same they, cadence. They, to, they both conveniently get to have to leave. Oh, you have to call Batman. Oh, well then we'll, well just leave. There was you know? once in a while where some guy, like I think King Tut, was one of them, would challenge him to like appear in person with Bruce Wayne because he had it all figured out. Mm-hmm, yeah, like, Batman is Bruce. And then so they would go and Robin would drive up the Batmobile with like a dummy. Yeah, still dressed as Batman. <laughs> and then Bruce would, see, there's Batman. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne. <laughs> uh, that was an incredible show. But again, like, you know, just watch one of these, you know, and you get the idea yeah. if you've never seen it before. Right, yeah. The movie, the movie is, is a lot of fun, I will say. And, and, and like I say, Batman, icon, icon. We should like him in all his forms, or at least try to accept him in all his forms. Mm-hmm. In the course of watching these movies and shows, is there any obscure fun facts that you guys came up with, either personally or with something that you found in your research? Uh, so in the Batman TV series, uh, a lot of the like the villains that were like from another country, let's say like the like it was Egyptian, like Pharaoh, the Tut character, the writers would use actual like Egyptian words that were curse words. Back then, you could do that. You can't do that now because the world's so much smaller. But back then, you could do that, and they would get a couple calls of people that would know, um, <laughs> and they would do this as a joke. Um, wow. The reason I know this is because my, my writing professor in college was, was Stanley Ralph Ross, who wrote like every four episodes of the Batman series. 
And so he told us that, that they would they would use like foreign language curse words as like names of these some of these villains or, or, or characters. Oh my gosh! Um, and no, you know, no That's one knew because back then, obviously, there was no internet. There was That's no amazing. like you know. But yeah, there's my tidbit. Oh, and then also a little side. Uh, Burt Ward, the guy who played Robin, was known in Hollywood to have one of the biggest uh, units. Let's say, like he was famous for that. Him and Milton Berle. We're both oh, famous well, yeah. for having Milton large Burl units. Is, yeah. the, the legends on him are out of yeah. hand. Yeah, and then like like Burt Ward betted a lot, a lot well, of he, women uh, during during the time. He did well. Oh yeah. Those, oh yeah, in the tights and those underwear and tights, yeah. man. Wow, that's I'll never watch Batman the same. Yeah, way. but those are two little. <laughs> Rachel's tidbits. never seen it. Now she's gonna. Yeah, those are two. T- you're only gonna get one spot. <laughs> they, they they tucked it well. They tucked it well. Holy codpiece, Batman! You just got what you. I meant by unit right now, didn't you? Yeah, because I thought you meant like shooting unit, like you oh. know. Oh a yeah, unit, yeah. It is, a, it, is a, it is a shooting unit. Uh, <laughs> See, she's a professional. You have to descend into the gutter. Rachel is you always know? professional. <laughs> I live in the gutter. <laughs> Apparently, it's yeah. me bringing you guys down to the gutter. I'm not, I'm not sending you anywhere. I'm bringing you down. <laughs> Visit my home. <laughs> I'm scared. It's a one way trip. <laughs> there you go. All right, Rachel, any uh, fun tidbits? Um, for the 1989 Tim Burton Batman, it took Jack Nicholson two hours in makeup to get that face on. And he's allergic to certain latexes, so they had to get him a, uh, a food-safe latex that worked on his face. And they had multiple... Uh, they tried all sorts of different white paints to get that, you know, that scary gleam on his face after he falls into the chemicals but it was so difficult to find the right white against such a dark palette that Tim Burton had created. They ended up going with like a gunmetal silver. So it's not actually white. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And then his, the, the makeup that he has for his face color is kind of a rust colored latex as well. Yeah, that was that was a pretty neat effect. Yeah, it was like wiping off the the real skin color. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a nice subtle special effect. That's interesting. Uh, of course, it's in Nicholson's contract, but I'm sure it was for this movie that he gets to like watch the Laker game if it's on, and he used to do it in this movie where oh, wearing funny. the full makeup. Wow, when it was on. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of actors have things like that. Yeah, yeah, funny. weird stuff like yeah. that. Like I heard Schwarzenegger had the clause where he had to have 200 Cuban cigars. Oh, and of wow. course, they're what? well known well known to be illegal, but on every movie, you got 200 Cubans. Yeah, mysteriously, you got them. The, the, the future governor of our state, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really have a fun fact. I, I'm going to get on the soapbox a little bit for my geek friends um, who, who have taken up this cause for a few years. Does anybody know who, who created Batman? Do you know? I don't. Do you know? My brother would, okay. though. He's a hardcore um, Batman fan. Usually, people believe it's Bob Kane. Well, there you go. See, yeah. I know that see, name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, it is familiar. He even gets a cameo in the first Batman movie when oh. the guy says, "Hey, I got a picture of your Batman for you." The guy handing oh. him the picture is yes. Bob Kane, and it has yes. a signature on the. Okay. Okay, but the truth is, is that there was another fellow named Bill Finger who was there right from the beginning and who created most of the work. Now, I've got a list of some of the accomplishments. Okay, so what he created was the costume. The Batcave, The Car, Robin, Batgirl, Commissioner Gordon, Clayface, and you guessed it, The Joker. Okay? These are all Bill Fingers. And only after about 10 years of the man being dead and buried did Bob Kane start to finally acknowledge 
that Bill Finger, you know, is the co-creator of, you know, this thing. And of course, you know, Bill Finger made far less money on it than Bob Kane, who was smart and did not get screwed like the poor boys who created Superman and who never made a dime off of Superman. By the way, uh, the the story about that is one of them wanted to see Superman the musical, which was in New York (laughs) in the 50s, and he couldn't afford a ticket. They wouldn't let him in. Yeah, despite the fact that, hey, I created the dude. My so, soul hurts. Yeah, so Kane kind of screwed Bill Finger. So just remember this, uh, kiddies, the next time somebody tells you that Bob Kane is the sole creator, Bill Finger had a large hand, so to speak, in the creation of an American icon. It doesn't really matter much, I guess, in the greater scheme of things, except for history. Yeah, you no, know? but it does matter remember in, the guy. in terms of credit. Yeah, it does. And hopefully when we see, it'll be interesting to see because this Joker movie is coming out. It'll Mm -hmm. be interesting to see if we get character created by. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he explicitly did create the Joker. It wasn't a case like, hmm, can you help me with the bat suit? No, he created the Joker. So Mm. we'll see if, uh, we'll see if he gets the credit. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Finish this one up by saying where this is available to watch. I was able to watch the 1989 Batman by Tim Merton on Amazon, and it's also available on YouTube and iTunes. The, the Batman series uh, the, in the 60s, uh, Amazon was the easiest way to get episodes and watch them. YouTube, it, if you can sift through all the different, like, they have these, like, playlists of, like, all their fight scenes, or all their fight scenes with Joker, <laughs> all their fight scenes with Penguin. If you can sift through all that, I think you can find a couple episodes, but it's very difficult. Amazon's the easiest way. It's $2 an episode. Which is basically all you need. It's just yeah. one episode. It's just one episode. <laughs> pick pick it, your favorite character actor from the city. Yeah, that, and then pretty much. go with that one. I, 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 again, I, I, Egghead. Vincent Price getting in about 27 puns as Egghead was amazing. Excellent. You know, on down from there. Every, everything was egg-related. It was really bad yet good. Um, I saw the Chris Nolan Batmans on Amazon.com. I don't know where you can get the more modern stuff, the Batman v Superman. Um but uh, it's, it seems to be on my uh, Sling subscription all the time on the easy-to-find channels, not the exotic stuff. So if you got one of those, uh, we used to call it a VCR. What do they call that now? Where you can actually record a program. DVR. A DVR, right? See, I don't even have one. A DVR. If you have a DVR, just wait for it. <laughs> it's, on it's on at least once a week, those two <laughs> movies. So, and you, you can skim to the last 20 minutes and watch Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman. This has been the MacGuffin Report with Rachel Wong, Oz Davis, Walter Hall, produced by Inclusive Media.